Hello, everyone, and welcome to Co-Creation Station, the podcast where we talk about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, spiritual magic, the mind-body-spirit connection, and how to best enjoy this mystical, miraculous, mysterious, crazy, sometimes confounding, but always incredible journey we call life. My name is Colin. I'm located in beautiful, sunny North Hollywood, California. Hi, everyone. My name is Stephanie Orlina. I am a transformational life coach, and I love helping people feel better. And I'm in San Diego, California. We want to thank you so much for listening or watching or both, whatever you're doing to uh, join us today. We're glad you're here. Uh, we do want to let you know at the top here, we do often mention the names Abraham Hicks and Esther Hicks. If you've never listened to the podcast before and you're not familiar with those names, Esther is a speaker and author who channels Abraham. Abraham is described as a group of entities from beyond our physical world who share their wisdom by speaking through Esther at workshops and speaking opportunities around the world. You can find out more about them by searching Esther Hicks or Abraham Hicks on YouTube or your web browser. You can also go to their website, abraham-hicks.com. Each week we start our discussion from a different jumping off point. And this week, uh, Stephanie has our jumping off point. And I believe you said, Stephanie, that you would like to discuss doubt. So I turn it to you to start. Off. Yeah, doubt. Like how many? I'm just of thinking us... this might not be the best episode. I have doubts. <laughs> I have doubts. <laughs> um, okay, who? How many of us listening? How many of us here um, have ever experienced doubt? Doubt about that I can have what I want. Doubt about is it possible? You know, doubt like doubt's a big one it's a big block it's a big resistant energy doubt i feel like uh when i grew up in new england there was basically like a doubt school that we all went to <laughs> we learned we learned how to use doubt often and and, and uh you know with great energy well and it <laughs> it's kind of piggybacks what we were talking about in last week's episode about the way we just say things and we don't yeah. think about what we're saying yeah. Like how is that, you know, it just rolls off our tongue and, you know, cause even when I had said to you, oh, I feel really lucky that, you know, I have this person in my life who, who came in and you're like, Hmm, lucky, huh? Steph, like law of attraction had nothing to do with it. You didn't have, oh, you're like, you didn't have anything to do with that. And then it, you know, throughout that entire episode, I was thinking about it and, and how I'll just, you know, and you even made reference to like, you know, we, we don't realize how powerful our words and our thoughts are. And we just say and think things without even really thinking about what we're saying. Yeah. I was, I was thinking I was, a am uh, a big fan of, um, he's kind of an, he's an actor, but more so he's more of just like a performance artist kind of guy. Um, he did basically what we could call one man shows, but they weren't like stand up comedy. They were like storytelling plus some stand-up kind of involved and his name was Spalding Gray. He died uh, several years ago, but, um, uh, I've watched all his films and, um, he, uh, he has one where he, it's like, um, I forget exactly how it starts, but he's, he's in, I think he's in Thailand and someone is explaining that culture. And if I'm getting the country wrong, I'm so sorry. Um, but, um, that, culture's concept of uh chinook i think is how it's pronounced which is just that the concept of chinook if i'm remembering it correctly is that you just just feel good all the time like that's just basically oh. like that life philosophy and he is uh, he's horrified by this when he finds out about it and uh he said well, if i if i had chinook 
um, there wouldn't be any room for my doubt. And the only thing I don't doubt is my doubt. <laughs> <laughs> like he's literally contemplating, like how could he possibly live without doubt as if doubt is some sort of like security blanket or something that helps him, you know, survive. Like the concept of just feeling good and trusting is terrifying because it brings up these feelings of like vulnerability or whatever. And I'm like, gosh, what an awful thing in our culture that we're teaching you. Like if you expect good things, you know, you're in danger, you know, like that's whack. Or, <laughs> or if I expect good things and they don't happen, yeah. then I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. So I, I shouldn't expect. Right. So doubt is smarter than positive expectation which is nuts ridiculous absolutely yeah. ridiculous chinook when you said that i'm like i thought of julia roberts in eat pray and love, oh, love. yeah and i think the spiritual man that she goes to is it in thailand that she goes to i think his name was chinook was that his name I don't the know. character's name I, I just had that i read the book and watched the movie many years ago but i don't remember because he said the name, and I instantly could hear her voice saying that name. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. So that's what I started playing with recently is, Steph, what do you have to lose by believing? Because, you know, let's just say, for instance, you know, um, I'll just take, you know, my guy. Like, oh, it's done. Oh, we're already together. Oh, we're, you know, we're happy. Oh, you know, we're a part of each other's life and we enhance each other's life. When I think those thoughts, it feels good. So what do I have to lose by believing if right now, when I think those things, they feel good. So I can feel good now. Like, and it's ridiculous to think, oh, but what, but yeah, but what if it doesn't happen? Duh. If I'm thinking about what I want as though it's done, law of attractions responding to me. So of course it's going to happen. I'm actually more um allowing it than resisting it and it's done already so what do i have to worry about nothing it's inevitable just because it's not here right now like this candle is what is it oh flow i love you kelly um kelly calls um florence scoville shin flow and oh, yeah. flow says um what does it say Ah, I know Kelly's saying it right now. Um, we are appearances. Oh, Florence, Florence Govel Shin says, I am not fooled by appearances. And then Abraham says, I believe it's Abraham. I saw it somewhere. Just because you cannot see it doesn't mean it's not there. And Kelly says, don't fall for appearance bullshit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that appearance. We call it, we, we've tokened it appearance bullshit. Um, but yeah, all of that. I did want to clarify. Sorry. So I think we, I don't know the exact correct way to pronounce it, but I think we are pronouncing it correctly. I think it is pronounced Shannon, but it's spelled S-A-N as in Nancy U-K. Yeah. Um, and I just pulled up a little thing on a, on a travel website about Thailand. It, it is a, it's from the Thai culture. Um, and it says most guidebooks to Thailand will tell you about the Thai concept of Chinook when it, which often gets translated as just meaning fun, but Chinook is more than having fun. It's about striving to achieve satisfaction and pleasure from whatever you do. Mm. Oh, 
That's so having, juicy. So basically like just having joy as a goal of whatever you're doing. Oh. Which is like the opposite of doubt. Like that's, a, you know, it's that's it's because it's not even like expecting good things. It's just like good things. I'm going to be a good thing. And then good things is how I'm going to live my life. And like, that's, that's, that's the way, you know, and doubt feels like the polar opposite of like, I'm just going to look, I'm just going to expect bad things mm. so that I'm not disappointed. Disappointed. Yeah. And yet I'm disappointed to begin with because I have doubt. <laughs> I always think that about like when I think about, um, you know, cause I, I don't follow a lot of professional sports anymore, but I still follow football, American football a lot. And, um, you know, it, it's interesting when you think about <laughs> just a, as a little aside, the New England Patriots, which is Kelly's favorite team, my favorite team, they're from the region that we're from. They were very, very successful for a very long time. They are very not successful this year. <laughs> it has been challenging to watch the New England Patriots this year because they are losing a lot and not playing well. Um, and But the thing is, like, I was thinking the other day, it's like everybody on the New England Patriots, like every player that got on the New England Patriots, like they were most likely like, the best football player in the history of their high school like they rose through like an elimination process that is just like they have to be one of the top top athletes in all of america which is a country of 335 million people and and football is my most popular sport so it's got the greatest competition like when you go out for a high school football team you're already facing competition just to make the team at large colleges it's even more ridiculous and then the pros is like you know, if you wanted to look at it statistically, it's like one in a one in a million, you know, to, to be a football player. And then to achieve all that, and then to be on the New England Patriots this year and just be losing all the time. <laughs> it's just sort of like if you expected to lose, like there's no way you could rise through the ranks, you know, of all that competition and get to that level. And so I think sometimes there's this disconnect where we as fans are like, oh, these players are terrible. Like, how can they do this? And it's like yeah, but what's really going on is they may be having a tough time because they know their team is losing, but they also are the, they must, most of them must be the kind of people that expect good things. Like they expect to put their passion into this and they expect good things to happen. So they're probably having an easier time than we are because we're just watching it and just going, well, this is our team and they're losing. For, for the players, it's like, yeah, but if you if you don't have some level of Chinook about football, you're never mm. going to make it on the squad of the New England yeah, Patriots, yeah. you know, let alone. So I, I think that um, it's, it's interesting, like how I, I feel like doubt is, it's just ultimately, it's just that reaction to like negative outcomes that make us uncomfortable or disappointed, you know, and it's this lie that like we'll somehow protect ourselves against things not working out by clinging to doubt. But as you've taught me, like, it's not that we should ever expect like bad things, but if something you don't like happens to you or something that you think in the moment, like, oh, this is wrong. Like this shouldn't work, this shouldn't work out this way or because it worked out this way, a lot of bad things are gonna happen. Like without putting all your thoughts and judgments on it, that thing can quite often be the catalyst for something even oh more amazing. even more amazing. Like the thing is like, and this always happens in sports. It's like, we've talked about this before on the podcast, the Boston Red Sox, you know, lost, you know, in epic fashion for years. 
when they finally won the World Series in 2004, that made the winning the World Series like unbelievably amazing, you know? And a lot of people would say, yeah, but we shouldn't have had to suffer through, you know, like, whatever, yeah, but everybody 1918 kept, to 2003. <laughs> but know? everybody kept repeating that affirmation of what they didn't want. Exactly, exactly. So they were actually putting all their energy towards their the team yeah. that they love to get yeah. what they didn't want to get. Yeah, yeah. So doubt, it's a, yeah, it's it's funny because I think it's, it's, again, it's woven into how a lot of us grow up. It's We're taught that doubt is a valuable thing. Um, and I, I think there's a difference too between, Protect, I think- Protection mechanism. Yeah. But I think sometimes we also confuse like a healthy necessary concept with like, an, a bad, uh, an unnecessary, unhelpful one. And like, there's such a thing as like due diligence, you know, or checking things out, you know, like you could like, you know, I'm the law of attraction doesn't say, oh, if you want to buy a new car, you should just be happy, go to the car dealership and buy the first one you see. Like that's, <laughs> that's not, that's not what the law of attraction is advocating. <laughs> you can do like, if you want to buy a new car and you don't know what kind you want, you know, you can, it, it's good to do research, find out how much the car is, what, you know, what it's rated or whatever. But the point is whatever you're doing in that vein, have a good vibration. If you start doing research on a new car and your vibration is, oh, I'm terrible at buying cars. All my cars break down. You're going to buy a terrible car. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you much need, due diligence. You need to find a friend who has, you, you need to find a friend, go to your friend who has a good vibration about cars. Yeah. And have them help you. <laughs> but I think sometimes people are like, oh, you should, you know, like if I'm going to buy a car, oh, I, you know, I doubt that, you know, this manufacturer is going to have a good car. I, I, I hate all car salesmen, you know, and like, that's not helpful. Like some of it can be true, but not, that's not going to be helpful to you. If you're clinging to doubt, you're going to most often you're going to manifest Attract, things you yeah. don't want. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It will be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. yeah. Would you repeat what um, the definition of Chinook and how do you spell it? S as in Sam, A, N as in Nancy, UK. And it says Chinook is more than having fun. It's about striving to achieve satisfaction and pleasure from whatever. Wait, you slow do. down. It's about achieving it's about striving striving to achieve to achieve satisfaction satisfaction and abraham talks about satisfaction a lot mm -hmm. satisfaction and pleasure from whatever you do and ooh pleasure whatever you do Chinook, it's about a striving to achieve satisfaction and pleasure from whatever you do. The people of Thailand try to carry a sense of humor and a sense of fun into every activity. Ooh. A sense of pleasure and fun. Whatever. You are. Oh my God, that sounds, that sounds fantabulous. Thank you, my friend. Okay, I think we're done. I think just do that and <laughs> call us in the morning. Call us next week and tell us how it went. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. But isn't that's, that true? I mean, 
it's like I think sometimes like in in activities that I have not enjoyed I, it's very it is in the past has been very easy for me to get stuck in this mode of like oh this is awful this it's not going to change blah 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 and then someone will unexpectedly unexpectedly come into that situation with a super positive attitude i was telling you about this guy i play in one of my dungeon dragons games and he just turns everything he's the ultimate turn the frown upside down guy i was thinking wouldn't it be nice i, I was thinking what would it be like to have a really close friend that was like that yeah first of all I'd like to just spend some time with that person and yeah. see what that felt like. Would yeah. I have an aversion to it? Would I yeah. be attracted to it? Would I want to be more like it? It, it? I think it would be interesting to experience. I think my thing with this with this particular guy that I played D&D with, one of the things is it's genuine, it, or I experience it as genuine. I've, I've experienced people in various parts of my life where they're trying to be positive, but it's it feels fake. They're trying well, to no, force. I'm talking about like you were saying this, yeah. you're saying he's genuine. And so that's yeah. what I mean. Someone who's yeah. genuine. Yeah. What would it be like to be in their presence? And then would I want like one of my closest friends to be that way? Yeah. Well, what I've discovered with him so far is it's a really good indication of how he, me being with him <laughs> doesn't say much about him because he's almost always in this like, well, you know, we could look yeah. at it this way. That This yes. is really great about the situation. Yeah. But it's an indicator of where I'm at, because if I'm annoyed by him, that means I have a negative vibration. If I'm agreeing with him, uh, I'm like, oh, my vibration's really good. If yeah. I don't start off agreeing with him, but I'm able to join with his energy, that yes. means I'm in kind of a negative vibration. But I was open to moving yes. up the scale. Yes, yeah. That's where I try to, you know, like I, I try not to be like, oh, like. You know, I have to be where this guy is all the time. There's going to be times where, like, I'm not as happy as him. But if I can just be open to his energy, yeah. I can literally use him as a way to climb up the scale and, like, get to a higher vibration and feel better, you yeah. know? Well, because you even would say that about me in the past where you're like, I yeah i'm not i don't even want to talk about good stuff so i'm not going to call steph i'm going to call the person that i can complain to about this particular right, thing <laughs> or you're like yeah i'm in a bad mood but i do want to feel better so i'm going to call steph and talk yeah. to her yeah so it's kind of like what you were saying with that guy is like yeah if you and i if if your name pops up on my phone or my name pops up on yours we're going to have a positive conversation <laughs> <laughs> usually because i'm not always in a good mood so no, but like I say, like if you call me and now and and I say, hey, how's it going? And you're like, uh, let's not talk about that. What's up? <laughs> got you. You know that you're uh, in a good vibration. Exactly. I'm seeking counsel. Yeah. Yes. Got and it. same thing with me when yeah. I was going through that difficult situation a few months ago at the the public social event I was at, and I yeah. ran, ran in my car and called you. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, hey, how you doing? No, no, no. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about how you're doing. <laughs> what awesome shit did you do today? <laughs> What I loved about that conversation is that bef way before we ended the call, we were both laughing. Like we had gotten mm. onto some subject and it was, we were both cracking up. It was so great. <laughs> That's, you know, I think that humor, I mean, this, I'm not breaking any headline news here, but if you're somebody that struggles with negative thinking, if you're somebody who struggles with doubt, if you have a negative vibration going about a bunch of different topics, like one of the easiest ways I think as a human to unlock that and get to a different place is humor because the the genius of humor for me or one of the genius things about it is you can make a you can laugh at 
a ridiculous or difficult or challenging situation. And so you're not moving off the topic. Like you're still talking about whatever's bringing you down, but you, it's like, it's transforming it into something that you can actually have positive energy about it. You can laugh about the absurdity of it, or you can laugh about the ridiculousness of it, or you could laugh about, you know, some aspect okay. of it that's, that's yeah. just funny to you. And then what you're doing there with your energy is you're, you're using that as a tool to go from a low, you know, kind of yeah. negative vibration up to a higher yeah. vibration. And you're not trying to fight it. You're not trying to be like, well, you know, I listened to co-creation station, so I know I shouldn't feel bad. All right. I'm just going to feel good. Like that is what <laughs> work. But laughter and humor is a great way to like, just sort of ease yourself as you're saying that great word, ease yourself into the flow of moving up the scale. Well, softening than, the resistance. Yeah. yeah. So if yeah. someone can laugh at themselves, find some humor in it, as you were yeah. saying, it softens yeah. the resistance. Yeah. 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 yeah, I love laughter because, you know, sometimes I can get very serious in my week, especially, you know, with work and business. And um, I'm just like, you know, one of my things on my list is to watch reels. I love to watch reels on Instagram yeah. and there'll be some silly one that just, you know, maybe the first time I watch it, I'm like, oh, I like it. But I like it, it repeats if I stay on it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then by the second or third time that I'm watching it, I'm literally laughing. I start laughing yeah. hard and then I'm, you know, watch it eight times and I'm like, I've told myself, don't eat lunch and watch the real stuff because, yeah, you know, it's dangerous. <laughs> I might joke. Yeah. Um, there's an affirmation that I don't want. So, yeah. um, <laughs> prime example, y'all. <laughs> but I think that's one of the great things about human beings is that we have that. I, I just think like, you know, we've talked before about like what a gift music is um yeah. you know because i can feel really lousy and i can put on a, a piece of music and it can just absolutely like without i don't have to talk to anybody i don't have to do anything just literally just let the music hit my ears and mm -hmm. it will literally change my vibration like as i you know as i just sit there and yeah. i think humor and comedy is another one of those things so, like the ability to laugh at things is just it's like it feels like the universe gifted that to us as a way of like look we know life can be hard sometimes but you know, here's a great way to just like ease right the fuck out of that. And there's yeah. no shortage of comedy in this in this you know internet yeah, world. Like, I know, right? You can watch stand up comedy. You can watch Instagram reels. You can yeah. watch TikToks or whatever. Like, there's yeah. just plenty of um, plenty of genius stuff out there to make you laugh. You know. And, well, and and speaking of music and then dancing as well, I've seen. You know, I just came yeah. across a couple of weeks ago. I didn't know that. Um, what is that? something bull raging bull what's the drink um one of the bulls um oh, red, bull. red bull thank you yes. red bull has a dance off what is it dance your style i think it's called oh the thing we talked about yeah and i came across it on a reel where this kid i remember the song but he moves his lower part of his body his feet and his legs to the exact tone and movement of the music it was fun. And then to hear the crowd around him respond to the way he's moving his body to this music, dancing. Oh my, I just kept watching that one over and over again. I just got chills up my legs. And so witnessing someone dance and hearing the music and then add on other people's responses to it, positive responses to it, was just filled me with like, just raised my vibration so high. And I didn't even know this, you know, dance off existed. Yeah. So just so in, in case people want to check it out, I think we did mention it a few episodes back, but 
It is the Red Bull Dance Your Style competition, the World Finals. And there's a dancer named The, he's got, his name is three parts, The, D, the letter D, and then Soraki, S-O-R-A-K-I. And he does a routine at the Dance Your Style World Finals, I think last year, so 2022, yeah, I think. Yeah, because... Uh, they just had he, their 2023 in Germany this year. He does a, uh, you know, individually created dance routine to the song I'm Coming Out by, from yes. the 70s by yeah. Diane Ross. Yes. And especially the first 30 seconds of that dance is one of the most incredible things I've ever seen artistically in my well, life. And for me, it was those first two seconds. Yeah. When it's, well, how's it goes, something. Yeah the song and his feet the way he yeah. moves i'm just like whoa it, yeah, back in, it captures everyone the, everyone's attention back in acting school uh which i went to many years ago one of the things we learned in movement class was this uh i don't know uh concept or whatever of isolation which is normally when we move through our our world we're we're just you know when you walk down the street or you walk to your car you're just on automatic and basically your your entire body is moving together and there's no like individuation of it you you do individuate when you grab your car keys or whatever then you, you'll you'll notice like your knuckle has to do this or whatever so the thing that we were learning in in movement that movement class was um that isol what they call isolation which is you you learn how to focus like okay i'm gonna hold my finger right here and i'm just gonna move like the middle knuckle mm. you know whatever and so what it allows you to do is you you have more control because you have more focus over the individual moves that your body does like mm. you know your elbow your joints and your shoulders and your whatever and that that routine by the deserate yes. like he he uses isolation yes rapid fire management uh, rapid fire style to have the music and his body do like what seemed to your eyes and ears to be exactly the same thing in a way I've never seen before. Yeah. It's literally like the music is getting his individual tiny body parts to do yes. few things yes. with the music. Like his his elbow is a snare drum <laughs> or something, you know, it's like, yeah. and it's yeah. like, you're literally watching like a human body translate sound instantaneously. And it's amazing. It's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's um, the other thing that's that I think we talked about this too is like the thing I love about that video even almost even more is that the nature of that competition is that the other participants and the audience are in, are right around the dance floor yeah, so it's not this yeah. thing where like a stadium where people it's are watching not a huge floor. arena everybody is like and and a lot of them are just sitting cross legged or it's kneeling very intimate so like the physical Organic. energy that he builds up when he's doing that is just you even though you're watching it on video it's like you can you feel like you're there and you feel I like you're getting as excited there. yeah I, i'm not into yeah. red bull but yeah. after watching <laughs> that particular video i'm like what is this thing where is it i want to go like seriously i want to be in that energy yeah. and then i saw some other videos that had like 500 people i'm like i'm good yeah <laughs> i'll watch it from here i'm good i don't want to be in a crowd of 500 or 100 yeah. or whatever but um, you said something as you were describing all of that and you said focus, deliberate focus. Yeah. That is like how, what we do, one of the things that we can do, cause there's so many things that we can do, but yeah. it is one of the things that we can do when we start becoming an intentional, awesome allower. Yeah. Is deliberate focus. Which is not the same. Focus is different than like 
hard work or effort. It's you know? easy. It's so it easy. easy. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's easy in the sense of like, I, this is how I feel about it. You can tell me how you feel, but like in terms of effort and energy, focus is easy. But in terms of getting my crazy monkey mind to calm down well, and actually, you know, yeah. settle into focus, that's the challenge that I face. No, not really. Because think about it. You okay. said in friend time that you had read an article about how yeah. to, and that wasn't difficult for you. True. That's true. I would say like when my vibration is high and I'm in the flow, focus but is pretty easy yeah so for me okay let's uh, so i have many different albums in my phone mm -hmm. um in my pictures and one of them is like my five desires another mm -hmm. one is you know my guy what who i call ben um another one is business and so you know i have many different images that i've captured in there and so when i'm scrolling through one particular album looking at those images one feels good two i'm focusing mm. three i'm having i'm enjoying myself so i'm putting um focused attention on something that feels good that i want that's yeah. easy and it feels good it's not so it is effort in the sense of oh let me go do this thing that i love for like five minutes or two minutes or one minute or whatever yeah but it really is easy yeah. it's not hard work and while i'm doing that i'm actually attracting what I want mm -hmm. because I'm not resisting it. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, I mean, I didn't have anything more to say. I feel like you put the point on it, but was there anything else you wanted to share on that? No. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. Well, great discussion. Once again, thank you so much, uh, Stephanie. And thank you so much, all of you who are listening and or watching to us today. Um, remember that at this point in, uh, I guess we're into December now, by the time this goes live, December, December 4th, December 4th of 2023. Um, we are posting a brand new episode for you every single Monday morning. Uh, we truly appreciate you doing whatever your platform allows you to do to support the podcast. And now you can support us financially on Patreon if you would like. The link to our Patreon is down the doodly do below. You can make a small monthly contribution, which we would deeply, deeply, greatly appreciate and would help the uh, podcast keep going here. Um, we also have social media links down the doodly do in the YouTube description below. Um, so you can check there for that. We wish you uh, happy holidays to those who are celebrating the end of your start of your holiday season right now. And we wish you a happy and abundant week as always. And we look forward to you joining us again on the next episode of Co-Creation Station. Bye, everybody. Bye.